You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Ahoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons. And if you didn't pay for this show, thanks for nothing. I'm just kidding, of course. That, that's a line from the show, of course. Uh, this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons, and I am your host, Bob Mackey. And who else is here today? Uh, Christopher Antista. Oh, Henry Gilbert, hey. <laughs> and I'm Dave Rudden, a.k.a. Joe Sixpack. Ooh. Uh, I'm, Not Johnny Lunchpail? <laughs> on behalf of Johnny Lunchpails and Joe Meatballs out there. Yeah. Fuck I, Mr. Burns. God, he had so many great lines. They are great. But, but before we jump ahead of ourselves, this, this episode is Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes in Every Fish. I'm not going to say that title again. Ugh. Way too long, but it aired on November 1st, 1990. And Chris, what was happening in the world on this date? <gasps> All right, Bobby, this week in Simpsons history, President George H.W. Bush vetoes the Civil Rights Act of 1990 for fear of quotas. Washington, D.C. Marion Barry is sentenced to six months in jail for drug possession. Evander Holyfield <laughs> knocks out Flash in the Pan Boxer. Buster Douglas and ABC announces it is standing by Cop Rock. It's a wonderfully dramatic <laughs> musical police procedural. We believe, uh, we believe in Cop Rock. They had to make a public announcement about like <laughs> I know we hear everything you're saying that it's terrible and a dumb idea, but we like. I believe that's it. that's called the sunk cost fallacy, you know. So uh, <laughs> that's their fault. We all know how long Cop Rock lasted. It's in its 34th season, right? I think. <laughs> I had heard that compared to like waiting for a bus, and you're like, well, it's been 30 minutes, but I've waited this long for the bus. It'll have to show up. I need to waste more time. But <laughs> this is the first episode of the second season's production run, and it is yeah. a Mr. Burns episode completely. The oh the most God, yeah. Mr. Burns oh. episode. We We've seen to date. I'm just happy, like, we've done the first season, and we can... I think we're seeing the writers become as obsessed with Mr. Burns as I am yeah. now. Yes. At, I, yeah. Yes. After season one, they clearly learned that Mr. Burns was their favorite character, mm-hmm. and this is them yeah. going crazy. And I think they only wanted to write Mr. Burns. Yeah. like mm-hmm. di- the, the, This is like super flowery, super yeah. old-timey dialogue. We'll get into more one of that my, later. One of my favorite Conan O'Brien quotes about writing for The Simpsons... Was like if I could do anything, I would lie in a field all day and just come up with Mr. Burns lines all day long. <laughs> I would too. I love it. Yeah. You lily livered jack and apes. That <laughs> one's good, but it could be better. <laughs> so this episode is also very much tied up into Citizen Kane to the point where they change oh. Mr. Burns' name permanently. He's no longer just Montgomery Burns. He's Charles Montgomery Charles Burns. Charles Montgomery. Just so we can say that line, like you can't do this, this to, to me. Yeah. Um, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I'm Charles Montgomery Burns. Nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Way to go, Hank. All right, you're yeah. way better than me at this. Spoilers, that's what happens at the very end of this episode. But uh, let's talk about like how this episode starts. So we have Bart and Lisa fishing. And um, Oh, I, did you have something else to say, Chris? I am a big fan bad of old animation. Okay. I love me it's some old animation. It's a gorgeous opening. Yeah, it is so beautiful. I, like, it's very idyllic. 
these like I, I don't know. I'm obsessed with shit like this. You can listen to Laser Time, but like I kind of grew up with my parents' entertainment and the whimsical stereotype of kids taking the day off to do anything yeah. to fish. <laughs> it did. It took my friends thirty years to like go fishing and like be boring. Yeah, um, like <laughs> like sitting under a tree with like a fishing yeah, line well, tied to your toe. Donald Duck cartoons is the the nephews playing hooky, and all they mm-hmm. want to do is go and fish and hang out. At the, it doesn't happen, and, and like it's. It, I think a, a young person watching this now, like, why are Bart and Lisa going to go fish? Yeah, but it was why like are they going out. It was an established stereotype of what kids did when they weren't forced to be in school. I also mm-hmm. think a lot of these these references, like the the fishing, you know, mm-hmm. kids fishing and like the slingshots and stuff, yeah. they're in, they're intentionally like idiot. Uh, sorry, not idiosyncratic, but anachronistic. Mm-hmm. Like they they are just making jokes about it. like kids aren't actually oh, doing so? this now. I I think that's what they're trying to say. Like okay. it's kind of satirical. I think it makes a match with Bart because he was still going to yeah. see like the naughty movies, yeah. and drinking soda. Mm-hmm. Too much. Well, and the well, the reporter that shows up is an anachronism yeah. too. Like he's like he's a reporter from a forties film, dude. Yeah. It's a reporter driving around in his car trying to find a scoop, <laughs> looking for a scoop. But by the way, you're ta- you're listening to a room full of writers who yeah. are yeah. lamenting the idea of a writer with any free time. Well, or we like kind of do the same thing, but with the internet. Yeah. We just drive around the internet looking for a scoop. This is not. And... This is not. <laughs> I was like, true. how does a writer have gas money? That's impossible, right? <laughs> a car. A car. Yeah. Something about this intro just felt like season one to me. Like, well. For one thing, like the theme that plays in, it's like the very like, do 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 do. All like, right, that it's... old that like the first season theme that I just it's in my brain is that way. But just like the whole how quaint it is at the start. Yeah, that yeah you can tell it's, it's still very very was, early season two. Was that the first ever Bart Simpson? Who the uh, Bart Simpson? Who the hell are you? Did I think he say so. That in season one. I don't think he did. Out loud, yeah, yeah. It was on a t-shirt. Maybe it was on a t-shirt this, before but, that. Uh, so that was another of those moments of like, uh, if it's not a Bart t-shirt, let's see. You should probably I say. Love his response to the guy like, we didn't talk to our eldest. Like, did he have it? No, I don't oh damn it! You were looking at the keyboard. Uh, we don't talk to her. Excuse me, sir, but I am of my generation, and we do. I love it's that. It's one of my favorite retorts to anything. Man. He just totally shut down an adult, yeah, and I love down, it. Shutting yeah. down an adult. You don't get those opportunities very often. Sorry, with the quotes, I mostly also fell in love with Mr. Burns on this one, and most mostly Mr. Burns quotes. It's impossible not to. Let, let's actually establish what's happening. Yeah. Bart and Lisa catch a three-eyed fish, which prompts an investigation of the nuclear power plant by mm-hmm. the governor Mary Bailey, who I don't think she shows up she anymore. Did in like 18th season or oh, something. Oh, you're now. right. Yeah. When they like, must have, I think they did the commentary for this when they remember like, oh, we have an official governor of them. We should bring her back. Or whatever she, state Springfield's in. I, I just wanted to point that out. Mary Bailey is the only person of that age that has ever been depicted on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Her neck is kind of veiny, but not like, like a 50-year-old woman. But there's like. like there's Marge and there's people in Springfield Retirement Castle. Man. And then Mary Bailey is the only only in between. She is the only in between of like a 50-year-old woman that The Simpsons has ever drawn. I guess, I mean, it does seem other pretty than, rare. Maybe like, other than a guest star? Between middle age and elderly, there's yeah. like no one in Springfield yeah, like, in that she's, zone. She's, she's wrinkly, but she's not gray. Yeah. Which, which distinguishes her. Again, I nerdy, can, that's what the show is about. Off the top of my head, the only person I can think of is Rodney Dangerfield's character, and that was like, hey. I, yeah, I couldn't We're tell. Get like, he seemed older than Homer. But By the way, we'll get to that episode yeah. in about four years. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you then. But uh, <laughs> So the plan is investigated by some inspectors we'll see in other four seasons. But um, do you have anything from that, uh, Hank? Like in terms of I love that stuff. Yeah, there's so much going on, and Mr. Burns is just trying to like shove it all under the rug, essentially. Okay, man. Geiger counters on. Oh. Uh, I suppose that's normal background radiation, the kind you'd find in any well-maintained nuclear facility, or for that matter, playgrounds and hospitals. Sorry. <laughs> and then also the uh, them just checking all the things. Like the way I love the way Burns reacts in these. Me things. too. 
Gum used to seal crack in cooling tower. I'm as shocked as you are. <laughs> Plutonium rod used as paperweight. Oh, now that shouldn't be. Yeah, well, it's always been like that. <laughs> I love he that eventually the, learns out of excuses. The whole thing ends with like them standing in knee-high nuclear waste. And <laughs> like, well, just what do you want me to say? It's time <laughs> yeah, for Bryce. Talk to you later. Yeah, the, this, this felt so oddly familiar, but in a different way because... As I made the note and, and mentioned to Dave earlier, mm-hmm. Homer Goes to College, which is one of my favorite episodes yeah. ever, ever, he repeats these jokes but heightened. Yeah. Just, it's the same. It's actually the same, like, three-minute chunk. And the same characters, turn, too. Yeah. Like, same, the, same, the same inspectors. I wondered if I the wondered animators if, did that as an in-joke to say, like, yeah, we know these are the same. Bob, where did, mm-hmm. I, like, I've known Bob for a while, but where I fell in love with you oh, was your you, exploration <laughs> of that episode. You finally confessed. <laughs> I, that, I, dude, I, I was smitten with, like, Bob is writing for me! That and is then, one of the best animated episodes, period. And your exploration is of, of Homer Goes like, where did you write that? I don't know the uh, For the Dead Homer Society. Dead Homer Society. That you sure, love, Chris. Yeah. I know. No, I don't that. know. Any, like, I've only heard Simpsons writers lament how much they hate them. Al Jean but, responds to them all the time on Twitter. Yeah. Like, he, I think he has a love hate relationship with them because uh, he, he has to. No. <laughs> <laughs> he might have to. No, I love. Yeah, that just those excuses, and then when he the bit with the bribe, I love that bit too. Okay, wait. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Burns, if I didn't know better, I think you were trying to bribe me. <laughs> Is there some confusion about this? Take it, take it, take it, you poor schmo. <laughs> okay, here, here's something I wanted to point out about this character. The safety inspector. Um, does anybody here watch Bob Burgers? Oh, yeah. He, he looks, did look very familiar. He looks exactly like Sam Cedar's health inspector. Oh, like to, oh, the yeah. place, to the placement of the eyes and the shape of the wow. head. Wow. I don't know if it's a specific reference, but it's... Makes a lot of sense. If you're though. a Bob's Burgers fan, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I do, and I haven't seen it that much really Bob's Burgers. Bit, yeah. yeah. But just the so yeah the plants in trouble like yeah, they're they're yeah. and though as a kid I was like well but, well now I just think Burns has all the money there's mm. not a there's not a a, a limit to Burns's nope. money so when Smithers says fifty six million dollars like okay it's money who cares yeah. Burns yeah. Yeah. he has the same amount of money Richie Rich has to fly money where someone can his his, his down on his luck friend can say well we could never do that unless I don't know and then cut to whatever uh, Richie Rich's yeah. money can afford That's Burns Mr. and Smithers Burns. are not having money fights yet no. so uh, <laughs> money fights <laughs> yeah I, I do love that bribe scene just like the way he does the bribe and uh, the, the reaction uh Look, Smithers, a, ma- uh, a pile of money in a very stupid manner still in yeah. this room. And the guy's like, I'll overlook this felony, Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I, love, I didn't get that clip. But yeah, it's like, I'll overlook this felony. You'll overlook this <laughs> yeah. felony? Like, he just tried to bribe you. But it, it is, now that I'm older, this is how things work. Like, yeah. the health inspector comes in. You have 300 violations. Fix it. Fix it? <laughs> Fix I think it. they failed at health. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Though I, it, were I in that guy's space, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll just take tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing that Burns never fixes it. Like, mm. I was annoyed by that by the end. That like, the core problem is that Burns doesn't want to fix his plan and pay all that money. <laughs> And that's still the problem at the end, but he just right. kind of forgets that. And the plant is always that bad, if not worse, after yes. this. I mean, it gets a lot worse. That's the other thing that they, they – that's something the problem – it's the same deal with Homer getting dumber every season. They start – this is the base level of the plant sucks and is a danger to the world. Yeah. They have yeah. to keep building and building yeah. on that from season two. There's no giant spider you have to fight to get out of the <laughs> plant at this spider. point. Uh, Overcome the spider's a... first quickly quote a viable verse. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Burns drowns his sorrow in from like an old decanter. I, I assume yeah. it's full of brandy or I something like brandy. that. I assume brandy. That's yeah. rich guy stuff. Absinthe. 
When he sings a song that I really, it, this is the most what I've ever felt anything. It's, uh, Brother, can you spare a dime? Yes, Brother, can you spare a dime? Here, I'll I give you some facts on it after this. Here's. Once I built a railroad, made it run. So sad. Made it race against time. Once I built a railroad, now it's done, brother. Can you spare a dime? So it um, is a depression era yeah, song if you is, couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. It, it was actually released a year before the New Deal or before Roosevelt was elected and mm-hmm. and these things changed around. But this was yeah, it was about guys who in the post World War One boom mm-hmm. built so many things are like, I owned all this shit. I was so big. Now I'm broke like everybody else. Now I'm jumping out of a building. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel now. Like I worked my ass off for this mm-hmm. project and it's finally done. It's being yeah. well received and it's like it never mattered. Uh, and, the lyrics, and the lyrics and the lyricist is here's the <clears throat> other funny thing. It was one of the most popular songs of the of the twenties and into the thirties. And that the lyricist is the same as over the rainbow. They wrote, oh. they wrote both. They wrote one wow. of the most hopeless Jeez. songs and one of the most hope-filled songs of a decade. They were the lyricists for both. I can only think of like a dying Samoan now. Every time I hear it, some, somewhere uh, over the rainbow, it's lost. It's lost all of its. He's uh, Hawaiian. I beauty. Thought, isn't he? It's not the same. Uh, Hold on, I need to check Wikipedia. <laughs> Two things about that scene like really seemed weird to me. The first is like Monty Burns crying, mm-hmm. which I don't know if he's done since. This is the most they made you. Uh, like empathize with Mr. Yeah. Burns and like I don't think they would after this because he's always yeah. just been a, a nightmare with a black yeah. heart well I think part of his evil <laughs> in his lore is that he has the money to not work yeah, yeah. but his ego is somehow tied to the nuclear power plant yeah. he can walk away whenever he wants yeah the other thing that freaks me out is that he's in the front seat of his car and it's not as played as a joke and he's driving yeah. drunk he's driving yeah. drunk yeah. and that Burns is driving it all, as it was established in Homer the Smithers. Burns never drives and doesn't know but how to drive. dismiss Smithers. Yeah. You know what I have to say about that mistake? Mm. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, Mr. Burns accidentally wakes up Homer, who's sleeping at work at 930. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Homer finds Mr. Burns crying in his car, and he unwittingly convinces him to run for governor. Because I yeah. believe Mr. Burns says... Um, it's getting to where only, like, no honest... We're contaminating the planet. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Can't the government just get off our backs? You know, I was just telling the wife that if I was governor, I'd do things a lot differently. Don't get off your soapbox, Simpson. Do you realize how much it costs to run for office? More than any honest man can afford. I bet you could afford it, though. Yeah, I would not have stammered my way through that line if I knew you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this this essentially Homer accidentally like kickstarts this whole thing, and mm-hmm. he's basically forced aside with Burns to keep his job. It's, it always it always it strikes me weird now that because he thought of that, that literally defines Homer's political outlook. <laughs> he had never thought about who he wanted to vote for. Didn't know his wife was a Mary Bailey family, uh, but yeah, because. Because of this relationship. Well, and it's this is kind of a timeless... When I was watching it, I thought, oh, this is such a timeless political story. Mm-hmm. That the story of the rich guy who hates taxes and, and the government, so he's so rich he can run for office. I think it's become way more common, though, in recent years. I mean, that, like I think like Ross Perot was the first major standout. <laughs> yeah, like, this crazy rich man is going to solve how, our problems. Yeah, you could, well, you'd see it more Roll in, like... vote away. I think you'd <laughs> see it more in, you know, city or state elections or even maybe... In like Congress, but 
it would only be a, a year or two after this episode aired that Ross Perot would show that even a rich man could buy his way into the presidency. It's just like, yeah, I'll be the independent. I'll take a 30-year vote. I just wanted to see how long it would take for one of you to mention Donald Trump. I just assumed I, it would I happen have Trump right written away. here in, in huge caps. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, Mr. Burns is essentially uh, Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. the same kind of story, uh, like this this wealthy jerk. Well, I, I don't have, think that's controversial to call yeah. him a jerk. No, right? he's probably <laughs> taking his own his own political plyings and like things that are bothering him personally, and using this like the only way I can stop this yeah. is by controlling everything. Well, I have to imagine <laughs> that Trump has a team like these guys. Now, here's the problem as I see it: while Governor Bailey is beloved by all, ninety eight percent of the voters rate you as despicable or worse. That's why we've assembled the finest campaign team money can buy. Their job to turn this Mr. Burns into this why are my teeth showing like that mm -hmm. because you're smiling ah excellent landmark hey, this is exactly the kind of trickery i'm paying you for <laughs> now his trickery i believe he said excellent before but this is the first yeah. tented fingers excellent the first thing. uh, yeah excellent uh, technically he says it one more time in the episode just i think it's a little it goes like, too high on that one though yeah and, and something i was obsessed with the, with the previous episode bob is that you pointed out for Burns' character, he has he wouldn't have a boardroom full of people because he's an egomaniacal asshole yeah. who wants the buck to stop with him. This is like the only other time we see the boardroom. I feel like he's entering a sphere he's not familiar with, yeah. so maybe that's why he the needs The boardroom them. is being used for the first yeah. time, including, which I only wrote down, he has hired a garbologist. <laughs> I had to put the subtitles on to see Gar what they were garbologist. saying. Garbologist. Like, yeah, like I, and I think they meant some guy to dig through the garbage of your opponent. It's, yeah. it's one of those things I call a lost Simpsons joke. Cause, <laughs> but he's like, this is your garbologist. And then, Damn. boom, they're on to the next joke. Because there's no laugh track. Mr. Burns' main advisor is basically Dan Castellaneta's yeah. regular voice. He's just playing up a Chicago accent. Mm -hmm. And this is like, oh, that's just Dan Castellaneta talking. Um, or it's close to his Roy Cohn lawyer voice, too. The... Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a, maybe like a half step down yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it has, like their finding, I think, was actually cut from syndication. where like oh, the, the, she got felt up. Yes, yeah, the entirety yeah. of their findings is some guy uh, her, that was her classmate in the seventh grade. Do you have any dirt? Uh, he said he felt her up. I can't <laughs> <laughs> and so also like their their lessons are totally their insight into Burns' campaign is totally what they'd say now. We if we're gonna go forward, we have to neutralize the three eyed fish right now. Right. And, uh, yeah. They get out in front of it and their and their cover for Blinky is so great. Like you know, oh. this was the paid political thing. If I my favorite one U Simpsons character, mm -hmm. Charles Darwin. An actor, actor playing, playing. Yes, Mr. Burns. Does, he's so derpy. Even yeah. in, like I don't know if it's intentional. But <laughs> he's a he's he, a affordable. He actor. doesn't move. He stands in one spot and stares in yeah. a certain way and never moves his Just face. His mouth moves. I yeah. So you're saying this fish might have an advantage over other fish. It may in fact be a kind of super fish. I wouldn't mind having a third eye. Would you? <laughs> no. Uh, the animation on that bit I love too that Burns puts his hands in his pockets like the folksyism. <laughs> but that's what no. I, that, I, I don't want to get I don't want to talk about it too long but that's what I love about the scene is that Burns is moving around a lot and that Charles Darwin character is just a Hanna-Barbera tertiary yeah. like, a, like a cardboard cutout he doesn't basically. move he doesn't yeah. even move his pupils he just talks and looks in one direction that's why I can imagine him right now in, in my head yeah. Yeah. I, also believe, I also believe on the commentary they bring up that the, the, tr the tusks came back bad on the elephant 
and they had to reanimate them. And they were told, like, this will cost an astronomical amount of money, but we have to do it. It's and, just too glaring of an area. Yeah, it's yeah. too glaring. You can't have the, 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 the elephant center on screen. He can't have gray tusks. <laughs> and they also mentioned how that was a problem they had to just ignore when they did the Loch Ness Monster and it came back pink. And they're like, this looks hideous. But... He's in a third of the episode close to it. They couldn't reanimate yeah, that Yeah, that time. did stand out as weird to me until I heard the commentary and found out yeah. why. So That's a weak episode, though. It's not very good. Uh, so Mr. Burns is essentially playing the political game by appealing to people's worst side, their most base <laughs> impulses, just screaming about lowering taxes yeah. and talking about fat cats in the government. I mean, it's it's amazing, like, now, like... The politics have not changed at all. Like not really. It, just they they have slightly different outlets now. It's, yeah, it's predicting soundbite culture and I, I don't know. I say taxes are too high. Too high. And the bureaucrats in the state capital. <laughs> That's a direct Citizen Kane uh, yeah. riff, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, like, like there's at least five yeah. lines ripped directly from Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Let, do you want to just talk? Let's just get into Citizen. Let's Kane talk about. I, it's it's a okay. What do we even say? Twice How do we even, a year, I get drunk and watch Citizen Kane and laugh my ass. I love off. Citizen. I Kane. love it a lot so I, much. I know it's instilled in me from taking a bunch like I'm a film minor please don't treat me any differently uh, but I, I, have, I have several English degrees Chris there's no shame in this room <laughs> but it's like it, it, it was this thing that I was taught and hammered all this shit about but it really is like to me the most fast paced movie mm-hmm. on a narrative level it's conveying a shitload of information and like I hate the idea that people like it's full screen and black and white, so it's old and boring. It is so fast. Citizen yeah. Kane is so fast. Its visual storytelling is incredible. Like it's leagues ahead of everything mm-hmm. that was happening then, and it's still beautiful today. You don't need us to tell you Citizen Kane is good. You don't. Yeah. But I will say it makes every other movie from that era look like it's like fifty years younger, yeah. like a yeah. silent movie. But I've probably written a hundred pages on Citizen Kane. I watch it twice a year, if not more. Uh, I do love the film. There's not as many. Things in because I see it mentioned a lot with the, in conjunction, but there's not a lot of direct references. Like the the line at the end that you already played, that's like the only real direct yeah. reference. Well, the, but for me, watching Citizen Kane after seeing a decade yeah. of The Simpsons, yeah. when I first oh, saw yeah. Citizen Kane for the first time, it was going, I know that scene, I know that scene. Yeah. This one, this one, this one. There's like, yeah. there's no, after yeah. after this, Burns is Charles Foster Kane yeah. at, at moments yeah. of his birthday party. Like, there's there's different things that happen throughout the, the next five years. Bobo yeah, yeah. Or yeah. All, he becomes yeah. Charles Foster Kane. Yeah, watching the movie is kind of like a Rosetta Stone to all the references yeah. from yeah. like the '90s and Seriously, 2000s. Why, why, like, I can't. I emphasize that every time I talk about it. Like, I'm. I don't want to say you need to watch Citizen Kane as a uh, medicinal. Do you like yeah. culture? You love like you. It's so much fun for me. I love Citizen Kane it's great. so much. But also, who could say no to Burns' theme song? <laughs> Old me, you moron, wouldn't cast his boat for Marty Burns. It's not his fault that the stadium collapsed. And you know what's weird <laughs> is that like the stupid Bush era, if we can slam it once and not get very political, mm-hmm. uh, the Abdur Bush that proved this message, mm-hmm. that has to be done at the end of every campaign ad. Yeah, that's right. And like that's it doesn't happen here, and I was like waiting for it as, mm-hmm. as if it had ever happened, mm-hmm. and it never I think does. it was like campaign reform yeah, laws or yeah. something. Yeah, the yeah. campaign reform that then would also yeah. lead to... Uh, Corporations being people that can just give whatever amount of money they want. Yeah, <laughs> this is also aired during the week the President George H. W. Yeah. Bush repealed the Civil Rights Act. Do you yeah. think they way well, to go, buddy? <laughs> it was an election week that it came yeah. out to, or the week uh, before. Yeah, it. They, if it was like, Thursday, November the first, then the next week. Barney was makes a reference to bars being closed when there uh, are elections. Oh no, an election! That's one of those deals where they close the bars, isn't it? Sorry, Barney. Is that? 
Does is I that didn't know really that. a thing? My parents told me that was a law <clears throat> when that happened. I've never in my life as being a voter, I've never heard of bars being closed. Yeah, some yeah. some townships and counties have strange laws about bars. Like you have to build a church for every bar. Like there are always these Holy weird, shit. like arcane laws well, that I've they. Been, back. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. yeah. you so can't like, sell beer on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah like so, stuff. election day could be a federal holiday in which you have I, to close I the bars. Growing up in Tallahassee, we went to this one guy, this liquor mart created by an Arab uh, guy, mm-hmm. and he very he said to us very succinctly, and we're eighteen. Uh, this town only gives out so like has a finite amount of liquor licenses. So there's basically twelve people in the town. So what I want to do is I want to shut down the guy across the street. Mm. So you're underage. You tell all your friends to come here. <laughs> I tell all your friends to come here. I'll sell to you all you want. We got to put that guy out of business because I want my liquor license. Oh um, man! So Chris, you worked at Suncoast, right? I did. I overheard this on an old podcast. Where, did you guys have secret shoppers where you'd go to different stores yeah. and report on them? Like they're selling this early. Oh, Shut them uh, down, yeah. Obama. Yeah, no, there were the pe- third party people they hired to do. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those it's a cutthroat were, world. <laughs> when I worked at Blockbuster, we had permission to rent out the Star Fox GameCube game early. It was a deal between Blockbuster <laughs> and Nintendo. But I was the only one in the office who in the, at the store who knew that because it was online and nobody else read it. Mm. But then Rhino Games saw we were selling it early. They didn't know the deal either. And they reported us to Nintendo like, they broke street day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm was, telling on you. It was maddening that's, to see all I that mean, happening. But that's the me. fight in America and most other countries. Uh, schools and works close so people can go and they're free to go vote at their leisure throughout the day because it's a very important day and uh, I've never heard that that bars are closed yeah now you need an ID and good luck getting off work well, what's the implication the implication that like that, like, that voting that, is important no, and no, that no, you well, need to it uh, is. That, yeah but voting is important but we know how much these guys like booze. <laughs> so if we close the bar, so we'll they, get the drunks voting in droves. I think that they thought drinking would impair your judgment and you yeah, wouldn't that have could as be good it. a vote. Yeah, when you think about vote. voting, and I don't, by the way, <laughs> so, but, and I don't, but do, when do I do it? During bar hours? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, Barney is always drunk. I know, so. but that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't understand the reference at all. So I guess they're just encouraging alcoholics. Just one day, don't don't day drink, and then maybe we'll open up at night. Who knows? Switch to afternoon drink. Sleep in. So we are getting a little bit off topic, but here's what happens next. Uh, Burns like needs one more move to push him over the edge to to be really appealing to the voters, and that is having dinner with a family. <laughs> and it looks like the Simpsons are the most lowbrow family. He's like they want to hit bottom to appeal to as many people as possible. So they're gonna have a televised meal <laughs> with the Simpsons. So at this point in the show's history. It was a new thing for a main character who would have no reason to spend any time around The Simpsons to then realize that by the last act, he has to be in forced contact with The Simpsons. Right. Now, that's why, like, in season seven or eight it was. I love that joke. Yeah, when Smithers goes, nah, I'll just get Homer. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Nuts to this. (laughs) Nuts to this. I'll just get over Simpson. Yeah. Because it's obvious that's where that's where all fate leads to for any character that is in The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. You will be forced to be with The Simpsons. But this was different here. I was just like, oh, I guess this this is the most Homer and uh, Burns ever spent together. Mm-hmm. At this yeah. point. And and basically, uh, Homer is a huge dick in this part because he's basically really? he's basically forcing Marge to cook for the family mm. for this event to support Mister Burns. And there's something he tells her that that basically sabotages the entire thing. Yeah. Do you have that line, Henry? Or because no. I have it, I have it written down here. No, I don't have that one. Sorry. Um, so he just says to uh, to Marge, like, uh, you know, you don't need to express yourself through voting. You can express yourself in the lovely house you keep <laughs> and the food you make. Uh. So she just is like, okay, well, we're gonna find out what happens next. I'll do that. Yeah. So here's uh, here's what I got confused by. He this is this comes up again when he's like, I just want to snuggle. 
Oh, yeah, it's one of the creepiest. Well, because, like, at that point, I don't think think snuggling was analogous to Marge and Homer fucking. Yeah. But to me, it is. I think now snuggle is their official, like, code for it. But but he says, she says, I don't want to snuggle. I was like, why is that a problem? Yeah, Yeah, so I was super confused. I was was hoping for the non-dark interpretation that Homer is not a rapist. joke stuff. (laughs) It's not a rapist. She just had to vote the right way. The indication was that Marge does not enjoy sex with Homer. I, uh, well, right. And then them getting trained, the the family being trained to say what they're supposed to say, mm-hmm. it leads to one of the lines like I think that we say all the yeah, time okay. to each other. We're hoping that one of the children might pop up with a question about the upcoming election. Little girl, do you think you can memorize this by dinner time tomorrow? Mr. Burns, your campaign seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Very good. Hmm. Well, as long as I'm asking something, can I ask him to assuage my fears that he's contaminating the planet in a manner that may one day render it uninhabitable? Now, dear, the cot question will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then, and then Burns, when she asks the question to Burns later, Burns like, ooh, what tough question, but a fair one. <laughs> yeah, we have to mention that, like, okay, so it's funny to see what, what mistakes shut down an election. Like, uh, Dean, uh, he screamed once. He was, he was excited about being president, so he was not allowed to be president. Mr. Burns, <laughs> Mr. Burns encounters like six gaffes. Like the cat tackles him, the dog tackles him. Even that, the, that for me, I be, like believe was cut out in syndication. Oh, all the all the, the animals mauling Mr. It's Burns. It's a long joke mm-hmm. in terms of because it has to get to the dog tackles him first, and I because I I don't know I'm just analyzing it like a cat tackling a human as a, that's a funny joke. It is, yeah. but I, I feel like I've never seen it and. I love the little bit where he kisses him like, oh, kitty, kitty. (laughs) As as a personal note for me, I mentioned it last episode. I was so in love with the Halloween episode, I decided with this episode, not because it was this episode, but this is the episode I started taping The Simpsons and watching it one to two times a day. Mm. So so while the show had been on the air for a while, for me, this is where like the real weird fandom starts. I have this episode memorized. (laughs) I watched it a lot. And there's a uh, there's a great line from Bart before the dinner starts. Uh, are we are we ready for that line yet? Or okay? Oh, the saying grace one. Yeah. Do you have that? Bart, would you like to say grace? Dear God, we pay for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. <gasps> <laughs> Only an innocent child could get away with such blasphemy. God bless them all. <laughs> Amen. I- Apparently that was that was an incredibly controversial line. That was like a line that uh, like um, uptight uh, Simpsons Simpsons haters would quote, you know, in the yeah. press. Like he was sacrilegious. I I love that joke as a kid, though. That joke just made it wasn't a joke to me as a kid because that's how I thought too. Like yeah, I just bought this stuff. God didn't give us. Yeah. We should I should have brought that up in the this week in Simpsons. Religion was a huge thing. Yes, that's <laughs> why the entire somehow room managed gasps. to control all things that were good and the. It still is a big factor in elections, like what every candidate's religious views are. Exactly. Like, what, what bored old people will vote for. Yes. And you have to go to a church. Like, it's just this mm-hmm. thing of like, hey, this guy. Uh, nope, not going to tell that story. Hey, I'm this. <laughs> sorry, IT, sorry. But my dad once, uh, my dad multiple times told me of just like, my dad doesn't like Democrats. And he, he one example, gave like, oh, you see these Democrats selling out. Spendicrats. They have to go. They have to go to a black church and show off. I was like, <laughs> oh. maybe they want to go there. And why is it? Why does race come into this? Dad? Jeez. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the entire room gasps uh, at a child saying something naughty. But now, like kids have their toddlers say the most filthy, oh, disgusting yeah. things and put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You know, like, so. I just I've been just in several grocery stores. Like that guy is fat. Like 
Jesus, kid. Like, <laughs> how, how do I prescribe you a filter? He's trying to go viral, Chris. <laughs> so, and we are now introduced to Marge's sweet revenge, and it, uh, I guess it's served cold based on how that fish looks. Yeah, it's uh, really well, weird. Let's it, give it well, a listen here. All right, three-eyed fish. Can I have your plate, Mr. Burns? Uh, his noises are just like... <laughs> <laughs> he is very much stewing in his own juices, uh, yeah. Uh, I love that. That's a great animation sequence. Mm-hmm. I had I, I finished to, before it hit. I'm the sorry, floor. I had had to one it finished before it hit the. It was ruined before it hit the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I wanted to ask you guys who listen to commentary, there is in terms of the animation, there is one scene where Homer's getting done up for the news crew, <laughs> and his hair is done. And he's looking into a mirror, and he's like, "Ooh, this looks." But his face looks infuriating. Hey, hello, handsome. So, hey, like, get that stuff off his face. We're here to have dinner with a common man, not Tyrone Power. Tyrone Power. <laughs> Probably had to look up who Tyrone Power was. I think Chris I didn't know. They gave him eyebrows. Yeah. And they were arching is? downward. Yeah, Homer never he, has eyebrows. He looks so pissed, and I wonder, was that a replaced line for something harsher or somehow censored? <laughs> no, I think it was like that's that he had... I think it was that he had like fake eyelashes attached, or like yeah. I, it was the supposed I to be the effect back, of makeup. I went back and watched it. It's in his mouth and his eyebrows. Like, yeah. I swear to God, he's saying something really angry. It could have been a line they changed. They did that a lot back yeah, then. Yeah, it's the beauty of animation. But who like, is Tyrone Power? He was a like he was big old Hollywood movie star. Like if you see somebody who's like with too much makeup from like the silent era or a little afterward, <laughs> like he's just the most movie starry movie star of the of that of big old Hollywood. And so that's the joke there that That's the joke. That's a joke there that it's <laughs> such a Hollywood type thing that, mm-hmm. that, that that's who Tyrone Power is. So uh, Marge then unveils the the three eyed fish. I'm not sure if it's the three eyed fish. I assume yes. Burns has possession of Blinky. I assume they're yeah. one of that's ma- many I, Blinky. That's my continuity issue. I, I don't yeah. want to harp on it. And that's what I don't entirely understand. It's a three eyed fish, but it isn't moving. And then there's like, if you know animation from that era, the hand drawn animation, it looks like there's a flap that they added in later. And there's a sound effect. Yeah, well, yeah. I like that it's such an. I took that to mean it's such an irradiated fish that even though it's been cooked, part of it's still alive or reacting. Yeah, that's but, a wonderful interpretation. That's how I interpreted it too this time. I didn't. I and didn't, that, that also makes it inedible. I, I assume that Marge caught another Blinky because that, that river is full of three eyed fish. Well, what I took it to mean was Bart caught Blinky, and this is the Blinky <laughs> that Bart catches in the beginning, and they kept uh, that. Now, that's a really old fish at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Unless but, he kept it alive, like in a bowl or something. But it also, like, even thinking, like, well, that's okay, fucked so up that she killed his exactly, fish. Exactly. Yeah. They killed the. Marge killed the fish. The I said it does fish. seem kind of cruel that they would yeah. kill and eat the fish. <laughs> and, and also, Blinky. like. Even oh, if, by the way, it's right up there in the refrigerator. Oh, I got nice. Universal Studios. Yeah, I love uh, that. Blinky the fish. And even if Burns ate the fish, he was just defending the fish on TV, like, a few weeks ago. Like, why would you be so mean to this poor fish? Well, yeah. he did make sure to say, oh, the taste, it can't be beat. Oh, okay. So got he, it. He was giving himself the rope to hang himself. That was airtight. And <laughs> you know what I realized? I forgot to mention that. When he did that, I think that whole scene of him saying, like, but please leave alone, poor. That, that's a Nixon thing. Like, oh, that's him with checkers. That's with right. him with checkers the dog, which goes back to the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was, when, short story, short version is, when Nixon was the running as vice president to Eisenhower, somebody said he took all these bribes. And then he had this public meeting where he's like, I didn't take any bribes except being given this dog by somebody. And oh. If you're going to pick on me, fine, but don't pick on poor old Checkers. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Groening hates Nixon, mm. and uh, you, you see more of that in Futurama well, than there, you do here. There's but, uh, also several Dukakis jokes. 
Which uh, in like, this episode, him in the tank. Like I love that we did a laser time episode. It was Brett's idea. It's hard to convey, but it's the moment you become culturally aware mm-hmm. and like sim- like become falling in love with the Simpsons. Kind of recognizes that and like I'm aware there's an election going on with George W. H. W. Bush and Michael Dukakis, and like. I don't know. My dad, I remember my dad and I both laughing at this because we instantly got that they're referencing Michael Dukakis. <laughs> Though that seemed to raise him doing that for Burns raised his profile and improved his stuff. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, Burns loses the election or he can't. That was something I wish <clears throat> I wish most politicians would do. And it's like, no, it's obvious you're not going to win. All right, I'm out. See yeah, you. and all the advisors like go where the money is, so they they're not going to help him anymore because they know he's done. Mm. And then Mr. Burns has a right from Citizen Kane, like an old man's like impotent rage freak out, oh, and I it's great. Yeah. I I was wondering because he Smithers took this over for me. Like, <laughs> is this the first Burns this week joke? Uh, I think him getting knocked down by the cat too. Yeah. I think this episode is the first runner that Burns is a weak old man. Yeah, too. but but like well, but superhumanly weak. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is very yeah. strong. He's not very strong in the um uh when they're at his house playing the games like yeah. in, the, in season 1. He's not particularly strong there. That's right. I think more of it is him bossing Smithers around cuz he doesn't want to trash the place himself because, you know, he he doesn't want to expel the energy. But also that scene in Citizen Kane is like a sad scene cuz yeah. it's like yes. just a weak old man just like knocking his own stuff expressing over. Expressing his mm-hmm. expressing his rage in the only impotent way he can yeah it's the best i love him it's a really it's a really great scene and and i didn't realize that was the rep as a kid obviously yeah but even watching now i was like oh this is so specifically cfk breaking shit please watch it in kane i cannot emphasize that enough also happens at the end of the room any room fans (laughs) out there i got mad that he ripped off citizen kane Uh, Um, uh, and so right after that came my favorite line of the episode Ironic, isn't it, Smithers? This anonymous clan of slack-drawed troglodytes has cost me the election. And yet, if I were to have them killed, I would be the one to go to jail. That's democracy for you. You are noble and poetic in defeat, sir. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't want Donald Trump. He doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, why, I should like, be allowed to kill why them. Why can't I kill these people? They really irritated me. He immediately drops the folksiness, and he's just like, I want these people dead, and I'm not allowed to. But that's I, I, democracy. My line of the show is, let's go home and destroy something tasteful. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't, doesn't Homer help him trash their own house? Yes. Yeah, he's yes, trying sir. to stop him, and he's like, break something, damn you. He smashes his vase. Oh God! And my yeah. line of the episode is earlier: the runaway train. Yeah, the runaway, the, runaway, the, the I mean, momentum of a runaway freight train. We say that to each other so Always. often when we're trying to, whenever we need to express somebody saying something. Yeah, they don't if you're mean. just starting, we like Laser Times or pop culture show, and our hundredth episode was all about. It's just called Simpsons reference yeah. because I am convinced people like us can speak in a language yeah. of Simpsons where things yep. wouldn't make sense to like it, it a language that conveys <laughs> through Simpsons references we can convey anything yeah uh, and it's really because just like talking to people via hangout like younger people like who don't speak the language of the Simpsons yeah. I can't even imagine you like yeah. I when I, my girlfriend didn't grow up watching the show so mm-hmm. I will always be muttering references to myself as I see them happening in real life she's like what are you talking about and then I have to give too much context and over explain and then I get embarrassed yeah, so the, the, uh, the most I ever laughed was on an episode of VG Empire where Henry was trying to uh, like explain uh, the superiority of a fucking Wii Silent Hill game. shattered be- memory because you pick up He's like, yeah, you got to pick up the the Wii remote as a phone, and Brett just goes, yabba dabba do. I like talking to you, and I we and had I to stop the show because <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. 
And I was like destroyed because I was like, "That's the best." That was my, you, that my was most such salient a good points. Down, I can't believe someone you ruined me. Someone needed to do the goofy laugh. <laughs> and it's like the average person wouldn't understand <laughs> that slightly, but hey, you guys listening do. Well, yeah, and I mean, when we when we started our Patreon and people like donated and they unlocked the Simpsons show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people said, like, your Patreon has the uh, the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? And I was just like, I love our audience. It's the right, yeah. You found the right people. Patreon.com slash Laser Time. First yeah. season's there. Dave, I think you said you thought this is the best episode of season two, maybe. Yeah, I you just can't. Like, quotable, at least. Yeah, the quotes that, like, yeah, that one and mm-hmm. just, like, yeah, the entire interaction at the dinner table is great. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> When uh when Mr. Burns like takes the question from Homer and's like, Oh, I didn't expect this to be a debate and like Homer's I was just reading the card. Like I just <laughs> love that like He's so clueless. Yeah. yeah. And this episode ends with a very common theme in the early Simpsons in which yeah. it's which it's like, Oh, I failed, but it's like, but your standards are so low you can't possibly fail. Yeah. You you don't you're not you're not aspiring to anything, so you can never fail, and that's kinda yeah. like the moral. Well, I was more wondering if it established that like Burns threatened like Homer Simpson throughout the rest of his career and then immediately forgets. And that's that, right. It's, yeah. it's like sets up that theme. Yeah, that, um, that Burns will never. Homer is so unmemorable. Like, no, no matter what he does a, to his boss, he'll there never. is a level of continuity to this mm-hmm. because it is the setup of like you need to know who Burns is for this episode to matter too. But also Bart uh, has his clip, uh, uh, like a clipping of his article of him catching Blinky. And there's also a, a clipping next to it of the decapitation of the of Jebediah Springfield. Oh, right, it's yeah, in, in the it, beginning. It was a weird hint of continuity in the world of The Simpsons, which would come to gradually become like overwhelming to the show. For sure, yeah. So that has been Talking Simpsons. Thank you so Woo! much for joining us, everybody. Woo! I am Bob Mackey, by the way, and I have another what? podcast called Retronauts. That clip has never been played on this show. No, even... so stupid. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so my other podcast is called Retronauts. It's classic gaming. It's great. It comes out every week. Please subscribe or listen to it. And I'm Bob Servo on Twitter. Everybody else, get your plugs in. Ah, Cantista on Twitter, but I also uh, co-host the show Laser Time with a bunch of these idiots uh, every Why week on it? Laser Time. We're all co-hosts. You guys mm-hmm. have built some shows this year what was the show you built this year Uh, I did one on celebrity uh, gaffes how to survive a scandal how to survive a scandal that's what we talked about Burns had listened to that episode and Dave handled Evil Kids again one of my favorite things that had the most hello mother the most (laughs) the most (laughs) negative attention I've gotten in a while because we talked about our yeah, for just for evil things I did as a kid, and apparently I surpass most people. <laughs> you should be in jail right now. I, maybe. Well, and again, if you've never heard, if you want to hear the first season talk about this, it's on the Patreon at patreon.com slash lasertime. $5 a month, you get access to the first season. I do believe this is the longest episode we've ever done. Yeah, yeah I feel like they're going to just we, keep getting longer and longer as we have we more to talk about. We so much, yeah. though. It's so we'll run out of things to talk about. Don't worry. Yes. Once all the firsts are out of the way. <laughs> well, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Have a good one. Oh,